0: Welcome to the Key of Life podcast, a show where we explore the limitless creative potential that exists within our human life. From birth to death, ancestry, and everything in between, every human holds a key that opens a door of possibility to create, sustain, and transform within ourselves and with others. When we share our keys, we create deeper access to the keys within ourselves and open the doors of remembrance within others. I'm your gatekeeper and guide, Anadua L. Keyhog. Let's open the door together. Hello and welcome to the Key of Life podcast. Today we have Taylor, who is an astrologer, traditional, radical birthkeeper, wild woman. Uh, I don't even know what else to say. Like witchy? <laughs> no, occult <laughs> <A> maybe. <maiden. laughs>
1: yeah yep. that about that about hits it. I feel. you know when you asked me, even when you asked me, I was like, wow, there's there's so much to say and <laughs> so many like how do I condense this? Um, yeah, I feel like that covers it. I mean that's what I do, like astrology and birthkeeping and serving women in community and ceremony and on an individual level, yeah, I'm pretty esoteric and mystic and kind of always searching for more truth and more answers and more mystery so yeah
0: yeah okay so the topics for today are a mix of growing up a cult because me and Taylor have the synchronicity that we both grew up with a family lineage who was, like, highly spiritual, highly into, like, occult practices, all the stuff that, you know, before it was, it turned into new age, it was, like, (laughs) actually in its integrity. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that and Taylor is pregnant right now. This is her second baby and... She's having a wild pregnancy after her first experience of an in the system pregnancy and birth. So we're gonna mix the two worlds. Basically, it's gonna be like a chill, like a chill, casual chit-chat. I'm kind of excited about this. I haven't had an episode like
1: this before. (laughs) These are the best. This is where all the, I don't know, the flow comes because it just goes where it's supposed to go and Mm -hmm. whatever comes from it is is what is what will be but yeah I'm excited Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so tell us a bit about like before you discovered like wild pregnancy free birth and now after how you're living now and how that ties into sort of your upbringing and all the synchronicities and all that stuff too. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So this pregnancy has been an interesting journey, which is actually really what ties into my upbringing and my matrilineal line, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, but yeah, my first or I guess before I found out about free birth and wild pregnancy and, um, just this kind of like reclaiming that's going on with, with women and and this movement that's emerging. Um, I lived my life in a really holistic way already, which was interesting. Um, I'm essentially completely removed from the medical system in that, you know, I'm not somebody straddling the fence where I have, you know, a family doctor or like anything like that. I'm not, seeking Western medicine, um, other than for emergency purposes, which is really the only purpose I find that it, it serves. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm happy that it's there for emergencies, but other than that, it's not something that is a part of my life. It's not a part of the way that I mother or parent. Um, it's just not in our household, Uh, At all, whether it's pharmaceutical or just, yeah, seeing, you know, your, your regular Western practitioners and, and things like that. So it was interesting to me um, when I came upon this information, because it was kind of like the last piece, I want to say that Mm. wasn't or like hadn't fully integrated. And that's also because of my first pregnancy and my experience with a hospital birth and, and just a pregnancy in the system. And it's interesting because when I was pregnant, which for anyone listening was 10 years ago, so I was 21 when I had my first child, um, I had done so much research and I felt like I like scoured the internet for everything um, and any information. And I never came across anything about like free birth or um, yeah, just like a more natural pregnancy. The only thing that was like out there was like kind of, you know, to have a water birth and it was all very um, kind of induced with fear around it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't resonate with me at the time for where I was in my life, um, which I'm sure we'll get into in a minute. But yeah, it was, I mean, highly traumatic and, henceforth didn't want to have any more children going forward. So fast forward to now, um, obviously you and I both come from the same lineage of uh, mentorship in birthkeeping. keeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I came upon the information, I actually found all of it originally through Yolanda. Um, and that was kind of my first entry into um, this world And everything just started clicking and it was from a personal perspective of my prior birth trauma and my experience in the medical system and everything just clicked really quickly. Um, I know some women come upon this information and it's kind of something they have to like move into or like mull over or, you know, they're not quite sure it feels kind of dangerous. For me, it was like an instantaneous. Mm -hmm. As soon as I found this information, it was like that um, you know, when you hear something so true to your soul, it just like hits you in such a resonance that it's like, it's just so quick. Um, and that's what happened. And it was like, I was instantly hooked, um, into that entire world and just the truth of it all. And I felt like I needed to scream it from the rooftops just because I had lived so many years, not even realizing what had happened to me and then having the language to describe it. So then of course, um, Last year, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of my Saturn return, <laughs> which we'll get into why all <laughs> connected, um, I literally signed up for the Radical Birthkeeper School. Like, just on a random day, I was like, "Yep, this is what I need to do." And since yeah, since then, um, obviously, I became pregnant, which is also synchronistic in the whole experience, and now there's just like no other way to me. It just doesn't make any sense to do it any other way. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that was a bit of a ramble, but kind of kind of puts us where, where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And it also just aligns with my life in every other way. Like my child's not in a regular public education system. Um, my partner and I live very traditionally in like traditional gender roles and I'm not in the medical system. I'm just like really not in these matrix systems. So it was like kind of the last piece. And now it just feels everything's like really aligned. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I love how you said like not in the matrix uh, world of it all. Because I think a lot of women too, who I've met at least, when they're they're like, they may be of the same mind with like the spirituality and everything like that. And then when it comes to birth, it's like this belief that they can become this like neo in the matrix person in the hospital. When it's like you're you're like you're definitely putting yourself all the way in the matrix. Mm-hmm. And understand that that is like giving birth at an environment where literally everyone and everything is a fucking smith. And mm-hmm. while you're in animal brain. Flight or flight mode birthing, are you like, are you really willing to take that all on in that state? Is that's my it. question.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And that's um like something that's even come up for me um in this wild pregnancy, and I'm sure you'll resonate with this through like women that you've served and worked with is um, I feel like every woman in a wild pregnancy has some sort of kind of irrational fear or like something that just kind of keeps coming up for them. Um, and it's interesting because for me, it's nothing to do with birth. Like it's nothing to do with the actual birth or being in the birth portal. I have zero fear um, about that just because of where that truth sits sits within me. Mm-hmm. But I have had um, a very interesting experience with um, – constantly wondering if I have preeclampsia, which I have no, (laughs) listen, I have nothing that is actually showing me that in any sort of way, um, Mm -hmm. or like how I feel in my body, but I actually started to kind of pick or like go through the layers of why I keep coming back to that. And why I keep coming back to that is because I think, unconsciously it's the only thing that makes me feel like I may seek medical attention and to give birth in the hospital is my biggest fear when it comes to this birth or like Mm -hmm. to be like you said in that environment in such a sacred space and then have to be like fighting off and warding off all of this kind of like demonic cultish, um, energy and to be in that situation where I'm literally having to choose. So that is like my biggest fear. And I've identified that. And now it makes sense why my brain keeps kind of trying to ward off this, like one thing that could possibly, um, push me to seek medical attention, even though that isn't even the case in the first place, but it's like, I had to go through that the last couple of weeks, which was really interesting. And, and I think this is the difference too, with wild pregnancy is obviously you're in radical responsibility to yourself. So it's like, you're constantly checking in with yourself and and what feels true for you and what feels, you know, that risk versus safety factor and what feels riskier. And for me, 99.9% of the time walking into a hospital is always going to feel like a bigger risk. Um, so yeah, so it's just been an interesting, interesting little journey the past couple <laughs> <Nice. weeks. clears>
0: of <throat> Nice. Firstly, I want to say thank you for being so, excuse me, <clears throat> so like, blatantly honest and plain with saying that it is demonic. Because I tried, no, I try to explain this to people. And it's like, it doesn't land. When it's like no, like this is straight up demonic. The mm-hmm. hospital system is a de- is designed in a way to, in my opinion, satanically ritual, literally abu- abuse women and their Next. children. In so they are trauma bonded to the system and detached from their bodies to where a they don't believe the signs their bodies are sharing with them to let them know what's happening and then be so they then outsource the, like their, their care, their health, or autonomy over how they even want to like approach their own bodies to an external source, you know?
1: And how they mother and how they mother to an external source, because I see so many women um, go against their own intuition when it comes to their children and then seek out that external like medical care. And Mm -hmm. this is where this kind of crosses over. Um, because I had a extremely traumatic, um, birth with my son and I believe on, I'll give you two, two ends of the spectrum here of, of how this affected me. So one, um, I do believe that it is through my connection to a higher power and through my upbringing Mm -hmm. and through my matrilineal line and the way that I was raised in such a spiritually conscious way um, that I was able to overcome in a lot of ways the damage that their, yeah, like satanic ritualistic abuse does to women um, because I left that hospital way before I think they want you to stay overnight or like whatever it is 20 like I left uh, eight hours after my son was born because I was like I literally can't be here anymore and Mm -hmm. I went on to be extremely attached to my son I breastfed him for four and a half years Um, you know I just went full on with attachment parenting and co-sleeping and and everything like that and that isn't the norm the norm from women who come out of births like i like i had in the system um i didn't have a treacherous breastfeeding relationship i didn't feel disconnected from my child and i feel very blessed for that mm-hmm. and i do attribute that to my relationship um to spirit and just just how i was how i was raised um and being able to anchor in that unconditional love and that source love in my body but on the other hand shortly after I, this is going to, this is going to spark some outrage here. (laughs) Um, Shortly after I had my son, um, I was not vegan when I was pregnant and I had him, but shortly after I became vegan and uh, I stayed that way for eight years and completely ignored my body. I was, completely ungrounded I would say I was like very mentally unwell in a lot of ways um, though I carried it very quietly and yeah I just ignored all my body my body cues Mm. I had no connection to my body I wasn't grounded in my body and um, you know I know there's a lot of different conversations about how people feel about plant-based diets or vegan diets but I would argue that it's another way why it's being promoted so heavily is because when you're not grounded in your body, you can have other entities and things come and take over you. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's why it's so, so promoted. So when I think about that very easy, like it like scooped me up so quickly after my birth. And then I was like that for so long, even though it was such a detriment to myself, that also correlates for me in like a really big way. So
0: and I believe the same thing about how it's being promoted right now anyway because what I believe is that veganism is healthy short term if you're trying to like really do a detox on your body which it makes sense why maybe you were feeling called to do that right after you know being inundated with a bunch of drugs and (laughs) like synthetic things but then the catch is when it's like this whole rhetoric happens where then it's like, oh, I have to remain vegan because I, it is the superior whatever, blah, 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 Like, that's when <laughs> it starts to t- take a toll on you mentally, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, et cetera, et cetera, because I was vegan for like a year and a half or so. Right after, like, not right after, but it was like... The time when I went vegan is right after a full year of me eating like complete garbage, so Mm -hmm. I understand why I felt called to do that, and I wasn't like attached to it in any way. I was just like, okay, like I feel like it's time for me to eat some fish, (laughs) and I stopped eating meat. But it's one hundred percent true. While I was vegan, especially towards the end, I was very ungrounded. I lost a bunch of freaking weight. I I was attributing the like ungroundedness to like oh yeah like I'm I feel so energized when it's like no like I am not in my body right now
1: oh yeah and- no it's a complete difference um just and that's what I mean when I like when I say that I was like very mentally unwell or mentally ill um I wasn't when the, the vision that comes to mind I think for a lot of people when you say that is like I wasn't like externally struggling or like having these but I just mean the internal, um, like the internal self-talk, the way that I was approaching things, my reactions to things, the way I was trying to work things out, my relationship, um, just everything was like very, um, I loved how you said like, oh, I'm so energized, but it's like this hyper energy that is like not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not suitable. Um, and yeah, the first, I would say the first year I was vegan, I felt, Uh, like obviously, um, again, like you said, like I was inundated with a bunch of drugs and everything and yeah, it felt great. I was paying more attention to what I was putting into my body and, and so on and so forth. So obviously there's that switch where like, yeah, you feel really good. Um, I would say shortly after that though, um, I was, I was starving, but what's sick about it is I got so used to like starving that it just became normal. And that's where I'm saying, like, it was just, there was just literally no connection Mm -hmm. to my body, um, anymore. And it was so interesting because I started doing all of this, um, you know, spiritual facilitation and holding women's ceremonies and circles and, you know, just building this huge connection and network of, of sisterhood here where I live and, at the same time when i look back like i was just completely fucked like to, <laughs> to put it like lightly um and then it was only how this all plays into this pregnancy is it was literally the fall equinox of 2021 um and i don't know what the, it had been growing in me um throughout the summer And so on and so forth. And I was, I was kind of like moving towards, I was like, Oh, like every time, you know, my husband makes salmon, like my mouth is watering. Like I really want it, but I'm not letting myself have it. And just all this nonsense. So fall equinox, I'm pretty sure I went out and bought like a whole chicken. And I was like, I'm just going to make this harvest meal for my family. And I'm going to eat the fucking chicken. Like I was like, I'm just going to eat it. I don't care. (laughs) Um, And from then on, I think like within a week's time after that, I was like at the farm buying raw milk and like, <laughs> like making my first batch of bone broth. And I was just like in um, because I had never felt, I think I cried actually after that meal because I had been so unsatiated and undernourished that it was like
0: wow. almost a
1: spiritual experience to just feed my body properly for the first time in literally eight years. Um, and then I conceived this baby exactly a year to the day later on fall equinox 2022 so oh my
0: god I literally just got chills yeah wow
1: it's a full year though like a full year of just like I just went full full in um and like nourished my body and yeah it's just completely different now so but all to do with I still attribute it all to the immense amount of trauma and the like ritualistic abuse Mm -hmm. that happens in obstetrics. And I agree with you. I try to tell women or like just when I have conversations about it all the time, because they're like, oh yeah, like it's all about the money. I'm like, this is more than the money. This is a whole other level. You are attacking women in their most sacred spiritual form. Like you are more connected to God in those moments than any other moment. And they're abusing you like what do you think they're trying to do what energy do you think they're siphoning like Mm -hmm. what do you think is happening in that room um so yeah but I attribute all of that like just all of that damage and all of that incongruence in my body to that experience and again what's fucked about it is I didn't know I didn't even know what had happened to me Mm. I knew something was wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when I left that hospital and like, you know, those first few weeks of postpartum, um, again, which I had no language for, um, back then I was such a little babe at 21 years old. Um, but yeah, I knew something was off. I knew that I wasn't myself. Um, I knew that I was suffering, but I also, again, um, attributing to my upbringing I'm like highly emotionally aware I'm a very self-aware person I'm very observant so I'm like oh like I'm not feeling okay but I'll be okay like I'll just I'll Mm -hmm. work it through like I'll work it through myself and again it wasn't until I found Yolanda's work and started listening to some of the things she was saying and I was like holy fuck like (laughs) this is what happened to me um and yeah it all kind of just came spiraling through that I guess you Mm -hmm. could say
0: yeah and thank goodness (laughs) that it did
1: oh god I know
0: thank goodness that it did and I also want to presence that this is a lot of women's experience who go through hospital birth and they haven't they have an internal feeling that something is wrong but it's like they can't piece together what exactly it is because oh but but like my baby's fine and like you know I'm fine like I came out fine quote-unquote per se like as in like I didn't die my baby didn't die Mm -hmm. it doesn't like that isn't sometimes that isn't like the absolute worst thing
1: I'm not not saying that the absolute
0: worst thing is like you get what I'm saying? It's sometimes, oh, I saying. no, I
1: do. I really sometimes do get it's what not
0: that it's not. It's sometimes it's not okay, even if your baby didn't die and you didn't
1: die. You know, yeah. like well, it's it's just well. And what's sick? What's sick for me about it too is that the perception of birth because they've. They, they've inundated it so much is that these are the regular stories. Like you're not hearing ecstatic birth stories from all the mm-hmm. women that you speak to and the women in your family. Like, for example, in my matrilineal line, almost all the women, except going back to my great grandmother have had like C-sections. Isn't that funny? So mm-hmm. I came out of the hospital because I didn't have a C-section. I was about, you know, 20 minutes away from having one, but I didn't have one. So I came out feeling like, well, of course I should be so pleased because I didn't have surgery. Oh, Mm. I actually got, you know, I actually had a vaginal birth. So praise be like, (laughs) that's what I should be thankful for. Um, but no, it wasn't, it it wasn't like that at all. Like it was probably one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. And, yeah, I knew something was wrong. I knew something didn't feel right. But then you're also looking around and it's like, who has any different story to tell you?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's just normalized. Of course you feel like shit in your postpartum. Of course, like you're completely emotional and distraught and you have no idea who you are. And we're not talking about the rebirth process of made into motherhood. We're talking about like in the void of complete darkness, have no idea which way is up. Yeah, yeah. And just like complete loss of self, which is so different. Mm -hmm. So, 100%.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: crazy. It's crazy. And it's crazy that that's just the. It's crazy that so many women know something isn't right. And then the cultural overtone of like, no, everything's fine. You don't know what you're talking about. Everything's (laughs) fine. It's like, no, no, it's not. Like, this is not okay. So again, it's just like that cult like Mm -hmm. tactic, right? Of that initiation of like, here, let's just put Uh. all of you through it so then nobody can tell Mm -hmm. that something's actually wrong.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that you even described it that way. Why, like, why I love the way that you describe that is because that's exactly what it is. What people don't understand is that part of this whole ritual abuse type stuff is to get you out of your body. So what are they doing in the hospital? Inundating you with a bunch of narcotics, like freaking morphine, fentanyl, like all of these things that are com- getting not only you out of your body but your baby out of your body. And then they're abusing you by constantly shoving their fingers up your vagina, cutting you without your consent some of the time, talking to you and being up in your space and and invalidating you and basically like gaslighting you into believing that what you know is true is not true like this is like a mass ritual abuse initiation and like reprogramming of your brain literally it is MKUltra like they are literally MK Ultraing you while you're fucking giving birth and this is what i don't think people understand which i see so clearly and it, it fucking pisses me off it's like no like as you were saying before it's way deeper than the money these people are demonic and they're fucking mk altering women while they have their babies <laughs> and i'm sick of
1: it <laughs> yeah no, honest Come- 100% completely. Um, and I'm so happy you said MK Ultra because that's, liter- that's literally what is happening the entire fucking time. Um, and what's so sad is you can see if you like go out in society and start talking to women, and I'm not talking about women who are even, you know, where you and I are and like know this. I'm talking about just go out into a group of women. Go sit in a kitchen with a group of women and talk to them about birth. And... All of them like it's like, and what is the effect of that? What is the effect on the collective consciousness? What is the effect on the children that are coming into the world? Mm -hmm. And how many generations has this been going on now, where we I don't even think we fucking know, like how deep the effect is of what is occurring. And Um, You know, God bless our mentor, yo, because when she says that this is the greatest psyop that has ever happened to humanity, like it is 100% hands down, number one, because it affects everything. You're dealing with source and creation and birth and like new life coming onto the planet and you are ritualizing and abusing. And like you said, MK altering these women and these babies essentially- to what is happening. And that's why you're filled with drugs. I was so drugged, uh, during my birth that my eyes were rolling back in my head and I like was gone, gone, gone. And then again, with the cutting, like, okay, I know a lot of women, they'll be forced into C-section because they're told there's an emergency when there's no emergency, or, you know, they're just going past the time, failure to progress, whatever, whatever. We know all the, All the things, but I don't think a lot of women talk about like, I had an episiotomy. Nobody told me they were giving me an episiotomy. Nobody told anybody. Actually, I didn't even know I had an episiotomy until my husband told me an hour later. Wow. So the doctor, like my husband will literally say, he's like, I was there. I was watching our son come out and all of a sudden there were scissors and they just cut you nobody said anything there was like no conversation about no. it so this is again it's like this is bodily trauma at the same time too and we all know that the body holds that trauma mm-hmm. so it's like emotional mental spiritual and physical abuse all occurring at once and it's ritualized this isn't like some random um oh it's happening here or there like no we it's so ritualized that as birth keepers, we can listen to someone's birth story and be like, they were lying there. This is what, like, yeah. this is what happened. They did this. They did this because of this. Like, you can name it. like, Because a list. it
0: literally always happens pretty much the same fucking way. <laughs> this is why there is even fucking doulas that work in the system. <laughs> because it always fucking happens the same way. <laughs>
1: I- I don't even want to get started on (laughs) doulas in the system. Like the fact, I just need to say this for everyone to hear. The fact that you have a position of someone like a doula who is there to advocate for you in your birth, in your medicalized hospital birth should tell you that there is something wrong of why you should not be in there. If you need another person in there to make sure that you are respected, you probably shouldn't be there in the first place.
0: Literally, literally, (laughs) literally. That should tell you all of the information you need to know about the medical system, all of it. And to bring it back to your experience even too, because I want to highlight the similarities between spiritually when someone is out of their body and being overtaken by something And what happens in the hospital, you even mentioned you were so drugged that your eyes were rolling back in your fucking head. You know what else happens when people's eyes fucking roll back in their head? Possession. That happens when people are fucking possessed. Like, I'm
1: sorry. And this is is where, oh my God, no, it's not even, that's what, this is where, like, again, my upbringing and all of these things that I was brought up with. Um, on one hand, I think that I was protected in so many ways, like, because I was able to, again, come out of that experience and still serve my child as the mother that I wanted to be in so many ways, which again, is not usually the case when somebody goes through what I went through. Um, but the visceral bodily reaction and how demonic it was, I knew in my body the whole time. And I didn't even piece that together again until years later because I have always had, um, again, growing up in an occultish family, Mm -hmm. um, I know when there is energies that are present that shouldn't be there. I know the feeling in my body. Isn't it funny as soon as I got into that hospital that that's the, the exact feeling that I had? I felt unsettled. I felt ungrounded. I felt vulnerable. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I could let myself go. I didn't feel anything like that. And it only continued to amplify the deeper I got into the birth portal, which again was forced on me to begin with. So it's just so interesting that that same feeling you get in the middle of the night when you wake up and you know something is there that shouldn't be there is the same feeling that I experienced, at least personally, being in the hospital in what should be a very sacred ceremony for myself um, was like the complete opposite. And I honestly think I had such a visceral reaction to everything because I wouldn't submit Mm. to it in the same, in the same way. Like, did it highly damage me and like cause a lot of shit for me? Absolutely. But in a lot of ways I feel like I wouldn't give myself over. um, And that's why just like you said like possession like think of an exorcism like that's literally what I looked like so whoa it's just interesting yep the the yep. duality of the situation or rather not the duality the similarities of of what that looks like
0: yep and if you don't have sort of that upbringing or even that wherewithal to recognize those similarities like a yes it also happens when people are highly drugged so you'll just think it's like oh yeah this is highly drugged but when you know the other layer of it it's like a whole nother (laughs) it's a whole nother true system that operates in your body and your mind to where like you absolutely cannot you, you can't so yeah thank you for sharing your story with that I don't know if you have anything to add to that or or not, but I kind of want to like transition this to the difference between uh you getting pregnant and moving within the system versus now outside of the system in terms of like even your conception, like were there any synchronicities around that? Uh basically tell me the whole story about your pregnancy. Yeah.
1: So um Yeah, well, what's interesting is, uh, like, if we want to go into a little bit, I guess I could start with the beginning, which is like a little bit of astrology in the the conception, the experience. So my Saturn is an Aquarius, like I said, so for anyone who is astrology savvy, um, obviously, Saturn just moved out of Aquarius, like yesterday or the day before. But anyways, um, I had my Saturn return last year. But what's interesting is I actually had my son during my last Saturn transit. So like you have a Saturn transit every seven-ish, eight-ish years, depending on where it sits in your chart. Um, And I've actually mapped this back uh, like from the time I was seven and like what was happening in my life then and then what happened when I was 14 and then what happened when I was 21. Wow. Um, So I had my son when I was 21. And then, of course, I enter into my Saturn return and I end up, I, I believe that my completion of my Saturn return or, or rather the karmic responsibility that you are to rise into through your Saturn return was blessed with me conceiving this child. So, Mm -hmm. um, My Saturn also sits in my fourth house, so for anyone who doesn't know, that house is ruled by Cancer, which is the mother of the Zodiac and the Matriarch, Um, so there's a lot of those themes that have run through my life, including me becoming a mother at 21. Um, I lost my grandmother at 14, which my grandmother was um, a huge member of the Theosophical Society of Canada, and... um, you know, was a huge occultist and esoteric thinker herself and kind of brought me up in that way of thinking. So that's kind of where that all intertwines as well. So I lost her when I was 14. Then I had my son, I became a mother at 21. And now I feel like I've gone through this rebirth and I'm obviously having what I believe is a girl, um, this pregnancy. So there's that aspect. Um, there's obviously intertwined within that becoming a birth keeper during my Saturn return also very fourth house um, also very Aquarian <laughs> radicalized um, kind of way of of my path there and yeah so like I started my year out like that um, just a lot of motherhood and, and matrilineal and ancestral themes that weaved through my life last year and then of course like I said I had spent the year really nourishing myself and my womb and ended up, yeah, pregnant um, at the end of September on the fall equinox. So, um, automatically knew that I was going to have a wild pregnancy. I actually knew, I'll say this, I actually knew when I joined RBK Mm -hmm. I knew that part of my path in this work in serving other women that I was going to have another baby like I knew that I didn't know when it was going to happen but I knew that I would have to experience the other side of birth like I obviously had this highly traumatic um, demonic experience and now like I'm going to experience the other side um, or like the complete opposite end of the spectrum for that. And I believe that that's also integral to the work that I'm here to do with women. I believe that I will be able to hold both um, so potently after I give birth this summer. So that kind of was interesting too, that I had that knowing and then it really happened. I can't say I wasn't consciously conceiving in the fact that I was like, very much trying to conceive we mm-hmm. were open to conceiving but what's interesting is we had a name years ago we were like oh if we ever had a daughter which I was not open to having children by the way for years mm-hmm. um, after my son's birth obviously um so yeah we had like a name picked out where we were like oh if we ever had a daughter we would have loved to name her this right so a couple weeks leading up to actually the whole month of September, that name kept coming up in like a multitude of ways. Hence why I also think I'm having a daughter. Um, like my son started at this new forest school and the little girl that he befriended there, like had that name. And then my friend sent me, you know, this photo of her son's class school list. Um, and of course the name was on that list. And it's like, I'm not going to share it just because there's so many people
0: listening
1: to this, but yeah, it was, yeah, I know. It was just, um, it was, yeah, just very, and I was like, Oh, like that's really interesting. Um, and then I also was, I had been steaming regularly like Yoni steaming, um, again, just to re nourish my body and like really connect with my womb and my body again. And I had this really insane bleed the cycle right before I got pregnant um that was like so abnormal it almost kind of freaked me out I was like what is going on here um so that felt like a big release like energetic release that I needed to have to make space in my womb um for this baby yeah so again I think just starting off with that is the different connection to my body so I very much feel like I consciously or rather we consciously conceived this baby just through the synchronicity and Mm -hmm. and just the consciousness that I was bringing into my body and just where I was and how grounded I was. And at the same time, um, just the awareness, just the difference of body literacy, um, that I hold now. And then obviously moving through this pregnancy, it does on a very simplistic level, like for anyone listening, it is so different to only answer to yourself. Like it is so liberating. Um, it is so like, freeing to not feel like going to all those appointments. Like I know some women, again, under the veil of like, this is so exciting. And like, I get my Mm -hmm. ultrasound picture and I, you know, Oh, they're going to measure my belly. And I get to hear the heartbeat like right away. And I get to do all these things. Honestly, that was miserable for me in that first pregnancy. I hated going to all those appointments. Um, I feel like, You know, the cult initiation already starts then, as we know, and the ritualistic kind of dissociation that they bring you out of your body, because it's like you're now looking to them to tell them how you feel. Whereas this entire experience, I've really had to listen to my own body. And like, again, it's just such a practice. Like I was mentioning at the beginning of our call, um, you know, like the sphere of preeclampsia. So like, I've had some like carpal tunnel in my wrist, which is like from blood circulation and my feet started getting a little bit swollen and I was like, oh fuck, like that's interesting. Like, I wonder why that's happening. And it's the curiosity, the curiosity Mm -hmm. of just really becoming aligned with your body in such a way of like, A, I trust my body to do what she needs to do in order for me to thrive And to take care of me. And then also on the flip side of that is like, I get to decide what I want to do with that. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I want to go check my blood pressure, I can absolutely go do that. And it doesn't have to mean anything. Like Mm -hmm. I can go, I don't have to check my blood pressure. I can check in with the way I'm eating. I can check in with how much rest I'm getting. I can ask myself on an emotional and spiritual level, you know, is there something going on here that I'm not addressing? And I feel like it just deepens the entire experience in such a sacred way where I get to answer to myself, but I also get to take on this really sovereign way of being responsible to myself. So it's like, there's no one else to blame either. um, Mm -hmm. Which I think scares a lot of women away. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I just mean that in a very factual way of like, there's no one else to to answer to and there there's also no one else to blame for anything. So it's like, if I'm not feeling well, I can ask myself, like, what are you doing that is not making you feel like you're thriving right now? And then it is of my own responsibility to make those shifts if I feel called. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. So, 100%.
0: Yeah. And it, it's like that... Whole experience of 100 responsibility is truly facing your life it's truly yeah. interacting with life and your life as life is <laughs> you yeah. know because yeah. no matter how much you want to believe that like oh there's someone there's now someone to blame there's now someone to go to whatever There are ultimately when you strip it away to its core that isn't true like there's yeah it's always you you know yeah like it there's it's it's always coming back to like what are you what is happening in the situation what did you choose for yourself and maybe what you didn't choose for yourself
1: yep <laughs> you know no no 100 exactly and again with that like I love that you said it's like, it's still you at the end of the day. So like, even though you feel like there's somebody else you can blame and there's, there's a cost to that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and that's the difference too, is like, you can go have your doctor and your doctor can tell you and give you your like, you know, clean bill of health or they can pathologize you or they can, you know, do whatever they're going to do, but there's a cost to that. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's where we get into like the risk versus safety. And I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I know my body well enough and I know I also know it's interesting to to observe your own mind right and Mm -hmm. like I only see this as another initiation um, obviously a much more sacred and spiritual one of I get to just deepen that knowing within myself so like even when I said like my feet were starting to swell and I was like oh I'm like, you know, A, I'm going to notice it first and I'm just going to sit with it and and see see where that leads. But then I also check in with myself. How is the rest of my body feeling? Am Mm -hmm. I feeling okay? Well, yeah, I feel like I'm thriving. Are you eating okay? Yeah, I'm nourishing my body really well. So it's like almost I feel in a way I'm undoing any other – final unconscious layers that would ever make me question myself, which I think is part of the initiation in a wild pregnancy to bring you into a free birth or to bring you into that complete sovereign um, birth experience that I'm looking to have because I'm I'm undoing any sort of doubt or questioning. um, Yeah, that I that I'm like experiencing it in any way. So I think that's really like an interesting aspect of it as well. Is like If there is any doubt or there is any fear, it's giving you the opportunity um, to face it. Like you said, it's like facing life. It's like I have the opportunity to face any more unconscious maybe beliefs or layers that I wasn't aware were still there. Do you know what I'm saying? And they are for so many of us because it doesn't matter how holistic or out of the matrix you live. Mm -hmm. We've still been conditioned for generations to believe otherwise. So it's like there's still these lingering you know, thoughts or doubts. Um, and yeah, like being in 100% responsibility is such a, it's so liberating and it's so freeing and it's also so new in so many ways, um, for so many of us as well. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just really, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Like I, I feel so free in this pregnancy. I just, it's like so sacred and so mundane at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like every day I'm pregnant and it's just, that's just a part of my experience right now. And then obviously there's like this huge sacredness of the experience that I'm like really diving into. And like the further I get along in the pregnancy, the more I'm leaning into that and, and really being in that and just noticing all the things that that brings with it. But I also love that it's just like, women have babies and women are pregnant and women give birth and it's like, doesn't need to be this like, fuck, you got to go to the doctor every four weeks and you, you have to like do all of these things. It's like, I get to just live my life like, because this is just a normal aspect of the human experience, like that I get to be pregnant and like, I just get to continue on living my life while it's happening. Um, so yeah. Love that. Love that so hard. And
0: Yeah, it frees you up to literally live your life, to literally live in life without without unnecessary interactions with individuals that you don't fucking know. And in all reality, don't really know about you because they're not living in your body. And the majority of the testing that they do prenatally isn't even accurate testing <laughs> for example no. No, well, I ultrasounds mean,
1: <laughs> like... not not scientifically like proven to do anything and also dangerous so i mean we won't, gonna... we won't there's, yeah there's just that aspect there's a lot happening over there like um yeah and the other part is that i've really um I've been, like, writing about this and, like, hoping to, like, release just, mm-hmm. I don't know, some little article or blog post or Substack or whatever about it. But um, one thing that I've really noticed in this pregnancy, um, because I am, like, there are days, you know, and especially, like, I'm going to be entering my third trimester soon. Like, yeah, there's days where I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm not sleeping well. I'm not having, mm-hmm. you know, the greatest time the whole time here. Um but there's a humbling kind of energy that is starting to surround me and just a gratitude um, because and this is where I mean even in women other women that I know that are like having wild pregnancies and then other women that I know that are not having wild pregnancies there is a I don't even know the word to use I yeah gratitude but there's like I feel like this is probably going to rock some some heads here. I feel like women should be more humbled and more grateful um, for the entire experience of pregnancy and birth because of the level of initiation and spiritual expansion that it allows for you, that only women have the ability to experience in Mm -hmm. like in our human form and I've really just been like sitting with that of like even in all the discomfort and like I was just saying I get to meet so many of my wounds of my patterns of my you know unconscious thinking of all of these things that you know I get to meet them in such a real and raw way and I get to move through them I get to release them I get to rework them or rewrite them or do whatever and that's not even talking about the you know static experience no matter how intense it may be or how you know pain-free or whatever way that my birth is going to go and that's the magic and mystery of it all because I feel like so many women still want to escape
0: the Mm -hmm. experience
1: um and again, this is not coming from a, a, a judgment or a criticism. I think this also has to do with what we are saying with all of the MK Ultra and and shit that has gone on for so long. So this is not a thing of like you all should be more grateful. this is not I mean, like I mean it in a deepening of like I really think that it is such a honor to be able to have this experience and like all of it, like all encompassing. So all of the discomfort, all of the, you know, whether it's physical or emotional, um, sensations and like heightening, heightening of experiences. And then of course the actual birth, whatever that looks like, and the medicine that it can provide for you and your soul mm-hmm. and, and where you're supposed to go and what you can access
0: yep. through
1: that. Um, you know, like people go off and smoke ayahuasca all the time. And it's like, this is like, a million times that and I mean that's a whole other conversation
0: (laughs) yeah it's a whole other conversation and I kind of had that conversation with another woman I had on the podcast um in another episode about birth being the ultimate DMT trip it's like this is your body's your personally tailored ayahuasca trip that your body has perfectly curated to exactly what you need because it's being made by your body for you to experience (laughs)
1: yes and it's like if it's do you know what I'm saying and I know you know I know in the in in the birth community and birth world that you and I are a part of like you know we don't always like to use the word pain like intensity and Mm -hmm. and things like that obviously so you're we're rewriting the language that is used but like let's let's even use the word pain do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like let's say you are in in an unfathomable amount of pain is like what is there for you like and what what are you called you know I just feel there's just so much avoidance, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, and avoidance without the wanting to, to deepen the experience. So it's like, I'm uncomfortable right now. What can I do with that? Do you know what I'm saying? Or like, what is that bringing up for me? And how can I move through that? Um, and can I be grateful Mm -hmm. for this discomfort because it's clearly bringing me something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, just a completely different, um, I think perspective shift that like, again i don't think many women have yet to experience um yeah because yeah it's just it's easier to escape or it's easier to like you know just yeah want to want to run away from or want to escape or want to kind of um yeah just avoid yeah right and it's like i don't want to avoid any of it i want all of it in its rawness and intensity and whatever it's <laughs> whatever it's going to bring Um, because there's, yeah, there's medicine there and there's, there's information there and there's wisdom held there that I personally get to access. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a gratitude within that.
0: Yep. 100%. And it, for me, it's really presencing how it really boils down to like the same way you're approaching like pregnancy or even birth is highlighting the same way you approach your life and yourself you know are you constantly looking for an escape route are you constantly avoiding things are you constantly like shutting things down or like you know like it's showing you where you're disconnected from life literally Mm -hmm. as you're bringing in life like it's connecting you to life and simultaneously showing you how you're disconnecting yourself
1: from life yeah Yeah, and I think there's just like like I don't know reverence that's the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for like there should just be a deeper reverence for that that you like that I have access to all of this right now in such a potent way like of course we all have access to that at any time if we want to show up and, and be present in it but I just mean like in in the energy that birth and pregnancy brings it's like I have so much access to all of that right now and like the reverence that I'm holding for that that I that I get to move through it this way is just just I don't know just takes my breath away it just makes me like yeah just so so grateful mm-hmm. um and such a difference again from the way that I experienced my first pregnancy, right? So,
0: one hundred percent. I'm just like as you're speaking, being reminded of this way of you know having a wild pregnancy and a free birth, or like even just like like wild birth for lack of better term, because. From the beginning of time, like all births are free birth, <laughs> free birth, you know? So all of it's wild. All of it's like this innate ancestral experience. And yeah, I'm just being shown all these like visions <laughs> of these women throughout like history and being reminded that it's been that way longer than it has been the way that it is right now in mainstream you know and th- I think that's like it's not hilarious but for lack of better terms that's fucking hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: that's, well no that's the thing right is like and that's that's how well the Ultra ing has worked though as well is because it's like most women don't think of it that way Mm -hmm. like or don't know it to be that way or you know they've poisoned us with the well mothers and babies died and it's like well yeah mothers and babies die in the hospital as well and also how did humanity get here if they were all obliterated in birth literally prior to that (laughs)
0: literally how are we alive right now if everyone's babies perished like,
1: like I can't I literally I know well it's just again right it's the whole it's the whole initiation into the cult and into the mm-hmm. and I would say one of the sickest things about it is which I mean this is like the true MK Ultra, like kind of goal or finale to the whole thing is not only did all of like what we've talked about occur but then you have women then go out and defend it Mm -hmm. right like it's like they vehemently defend um the abuse and like then try to scare other women into submitting to said abuse and that's Mm -hmm. where like I mean then we could get into the whole medical midwife conversation which is like
0: a whole another bag of fucking worms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, wolf and sheep's clothing, like, I mean, that honestly, you want to talk about like demonic and like really evil um, energetics at play is like using women to essentially slip into women's homes to bring that abuse into mm-hmm. a woman's like sanctuary even though that woman thinks that she's choosing something different. I mean, that for me, when I put that together, that was like the ultimate, like I was like, wow, wow. Okay. Yep. It's just crazy. It's so
0: freaking crazy. And I feel like if we start talking about it now, it'll be like a three hour podcast. <laughs>
1: know well it just because it just never ends it just keeps going and then you connect one part and then you fight you know and then it just and that's the thing right it's birth like I think that Mm -hmm. at the end of the day is it matters it matters how babies are coming into this world it matters how women are treated while that is happening it matters about the work emotional, physical, spiritual and mental work that women are doing whilst pregnant and and what that birth initiation looks like. Um, like these are all really important things. It's not just, you know, for me, it's not just like, oh, I don't want to get abused. So I'm not going to birth in the hospital. It's Mm -hmm. like a lot bigger than that. Do you know what I'm saying? Just as we said, it's, you know, it's not just about the money in obstetrics. It's a lot bigger than that. And it's the same thing on the other side. So I think it's like an important conversation to keep having because it affects everyone. We're literally dealing with new life coming into physical form. Mm -hmm. Um, and that needs to be treated with the utmost, like again, reverence and sacredness, and just respect yeah. overall. um and that includes women respecting themselves as well, so
0: a hundred percent yep, wow, <laughs> yeah, this whole wow. conversation has been. Freaking epic and amazing. And I love everything that was said on both ends. I feel like we kept talking about wild birth and like no wild pregnancy too. And we didn't even <laughs> fully even describe what it is. Uh, okay. like say what it is definition-wise. <laughs> so if you haven't already figured it out for yourself by now, um, when we talk about wild pregnancy, we mean a pregnancy that is completely your responsibility and is outside of medical management or medical hands in any way a complete ancestral and integrity filled (laughs) experience from your higher self (laughs) or whatever um, into your body is my description of it what's your description of
1: it Um, I was honestly going to say very much the same thing, just, yeah, like a 100% responsible or like responsibility, self-responsibility, um, ancestral, traditional, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, pregnancy and experience outside of the medical matrix, out of medical hands. I loved how you said medical management, because I mean, that's a lot of what pregnancy in the system is, um and yeah, I would say like a, a sovereign, a sovereign and radically responsible um, experience um, of intuition. And um, what is the other word that I'm looking for? Intuition and instinct, instinctual mm-hmm. yes. um, experience as well. Because I feel like, I feel like those go hand in hand, but I also feel like they're slightly different as well. So I always like to refer to both. But yeah, an instinctual and intuitive experience and initiation into motherhood. Mm -hmm. There, There's my definition. 100 (laughs)
0: P. And as you're even describing your definition, (laughs) um, it was like really in my brain, it's where instinct and intuition meet, literally. (laughs) Nicely. precisely perfect boom which isn't that like i I won't say the meaning of life but isn't that like the freaking cheat code to being a human to like coincide your intuition and your instincts your animal and your you know spiritual like
1: i mean we also grew up being (laughs) taught that (laughs) you know it's only been driven into us how many times Maybe that's why we're like, yeah, that's the whole point of this whole fucking journey, like, <laughs> <Duh. laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's what a wild pregnancy is, and we'll continue through to the birth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. rebirth. I know it's, it's all like, interesting. Yeah, it's
0: all interesting, and there's so many different levels and layers that we could definitely dive into. I'm feeling really good and complete with leaving it here do you feel complete do you have anything I feel good
1: no I feel I think I feel complete I feel really good I feel like we covered everything that we wanted to or that we set Mm -hmm. out to cover and yeah it feels just feels really good
0: sweet awesome all right thank you again for agreeing to be on the podcast and for just being your awesome freaking self (laughs) And thank you
1: for having me and inviting me here to chat with you. Oh, my absolute pleasure.
0: (laughs) If you loved what you heard today, please let me know by giving the podcast some love in the reviews, liking, commenting, and sharing with someone you love as well. As always, too, you can connect with me on Instagram at Key of Life Birthkeeper and with any of my guests with their information and details located in the description. Until next time, ashe.